Hello, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Joy of Junk Journals, the Paper Outpost podcast. Yes, everything you ever wanted to hear about junk journals, explained inside out, upside down, and around the town, down the mountain. (laughs) Okay, Uh, today's topic is fun with fabrics. Yeah, yeah, I don't know whether it's the cool weather or that snuggly fall feeling, but I've been rummaging into my little fabric stash and um, uh, I've just been compelled to pull out little pieces and bits and bops and uh, uh, just play with what I have and uh, see if I can incorporate those into my junk journals. And I just wanted to um, toss that on the table today for a good yakaroo about using fabrics in our junk journals. Uh, the great thing about fabrics is they bring a new dimension, a new texture, um, a new uh, level of depth to our journals. Um, they're not mandatory in any way, shape, or form. Using pure paper is perfectly fine. Uh, but when you add a fabric, it just it changes the warmth level, the depth, the... I don't know. It's, um, it's just a different experience. Now... You can dabble in fabrics and just play with little trims or laces and as use and use those as little accents for embellishments or page trims, things like that. Or you can dabble a little deeper and you can um, uh, actually cover your book or journal in fabric and make it a beautiful cover. Or you can go whole hog and go and make a purely fabric journal or any hybrid thereof. There are no rules. That's the joy of junk journals. Um, you can do them any way you like. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's free reign. And uh, um, this is an area in life, and we have few of them, <laughs> where we can truly do whatever we want. So I strongly suggest you take advantage of this opportunity to play and encourage uh, yourself to push your own envelope and try those things that you are compelled to try. You know, when you say to yourself, oh, I'm thinking a little piece of fabric might look great there. Or wouldn't that be awesome to layer a piece of fabric um, with a piece of cheesecloth with some music paper and a little focal point and make a little cluster out of that or make a um, design for the front of your journal created out of layers of fabric and paper and uh, whatnot. Oh, there's nothing more fun than the whatnot. Um, As you dive deeper into the realm of junk journaling, you will have little bits and bops and little boxes full and drawers full and cabinets full and garages full of little bits and bops. Trust me, it just happens. Um, We go about innocently thinking, you know, oh, I'll use what I have. I'll totally, I'll buy that. Yeah, I can totally put that in a journal where everything becomes measured as to whether you can use it in a journal and and, um, when you're on your shopping slash hunting expeditions. And those expeditions are so much fun. And when you start to embrace fabrics into your junk journals oh well then everything becomes a possibility um first you know you hit your closet you go through and you think okay what clothes can be salvaged um uh, what would what clothes do I have that would be more fun in a journal than on my body (laughs) okay and then you start creeping over into your family members closets and you start you know bargaining and negotiating and pillaging and um Everybody needs a good closet clean out every once in a while. Hey, who are we kidding? So um, look at those things and, you know, you can decide whether you want to 
hang on to those items if you want to uh, take them to the thrift store or donate them or possibly incorporate them into your crafts which is a oh, good morning holly that is my african gray parrot um which is a perfectly good use for your old clothes um, you're giving them a second life they're not ending up in a landfill and it takes a little gumption to sit there and look at you know one of your shirts and then all of a sudden scissorama it um, but once you get started and you start to see the possibilities and you can also see how far one shirt will take you you can get a lot of material out of one shirt and um, so uh, it also gives you a lot of variety when you take little snippets from different pieces of items. Um, so when you hit up your garage sales or you hit up your flea markets or, um, you know, you even shop in your own closet, I think you're going to find worlds of adventure waiting for you there because little laces or trims or plain fabric or plaid fabric. And, and you know, the nice thing is you're going to have a lot of variety. There's going to be thick fabrics, thinner fabrics, and anything goes. I mean, sometimes it's easier to use thicker fabrics um, on a cover. Um, you have to kind of gauge what is uh, thick enough, what is too thick. When you're wrapping material around the corners of a cover, that pretty much will dictate how thick you can go. And you'll get to know how thick that is very quickly. You'll try it a couple times and you'll say to yourself, whoop, too thick here, too much bunching on the corners. And you'll back it off a little bit and you'll find some thinner fabrics that wrap around much more easily. Um, you know, a good example of a, a fabric that is easy to use um, for almost everybody is a bed sheet. If you have old bed sheets that you no longer use or like or um, something like that, launder everything, of course. And uh, a bed sheet can last you forever when it, when it comes to journal land. You can cover many journals in it. You can tear strips um, uh, to make embellishments and things like that. And then you can also tear strips to use as your binding and wrap it around your journal. You can dye these fabrics. You can soak them in coffee and air dry them or put them in a little uh, dryer bag and toss it in the dryer. You can put them out in the sun to dry. Um, you know, there's so many different things you can use any of your distress inks or your daubers or, or um, any old watercolors. Maybe you've got some cheap watercolors that you never use and you want to break those up and mix them up in some water and use that as a dye bath. You can use natural dyes. Um, onion makes a beautiful yellow. Turmeric makes a beautiful yellow. You can do avocado dyeing of these fabrics, which will give you a nice soft dusty pink. Um, you know, the purple or red cabbage. Oh, that reminds me. Thank you. I got to buy a red purple cabbage today because I want to do some purple cabbage dyeing. And um, the nice thing about the purple cabbage dyeing, or I call it the purple cabbage, but I guess it's officially a red cabbage, but it, it looks purple to me. So I cut it in quarters and I'll do this on a video so you can see it, but I, I, it's very easy. I cut it in quarters and then I take a, uh, I, I stick all of them into a big pot and, and boil it for, I know, I boil it for probably five minutes and then let it simmer for, um, I don't know, um, until I see the color go really dark and I, somewhere about half an hour, maybe, because uh, the color releases really quickly from the, um, the purple slash red cabbage and you get a lot of color. So I wait until the dye bath is the color that I think is a good intensity, um, you know, 15 minute to half hour mark. <clears throat> on my stove it may be a little different on yours so take that into account and then pull it out pull out uh, the 
cabbage, and then you've got your dye bath water. So you can play with that with fabrics or with paper. So lots of fun to be had there. Now, um, don't throw those quarters away. You put those back in the uh, fresh bath and you boil them again and simmer them again and you're going to get another release. And I can do this about four times. I mean, as long as you still see some purple red color in your cabbage it will release that color and it releases it wholeheartedly it says take me I'm yours and um, use me in your journals I would love to be in your books and uh, so you're going to find there's great return on investment when it comes to a purple cabbage Um, I've also played with uh, beet juice and um, you can boil beets to get the red color, which is a nice way to get it to uh, uh, release. I have not actually done that myself. I did the cheater method, which is a totally viable method, I think. Um, but uh, I opened a can of beets, uh, non-sugared, like not the sweet beets, because um, I thought that might be too acidic uh, for papers. Um, but I think it would work fine for fabric. Um, but uh, yeah, just plain beets in a can, and I just put the, the juice in a tray and um, then put some papers in it. Maybe add a little water so it would uh, distribute a little bit more. And um, yep, you're off and running, dyeing fabrics and papers. So, so much fun to be had, right? Yes, 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 yes. So, there's possibilities there. And don't forget, you can take your fabrics and you can eco dye with them, where you're basically taking. Um, Uh, an easy way to do it and I'll do this on video I don't think I've done that on video yet I really need to do it Um, it's a bit of an operation Um, you know you got you got to pull out a bunch of stuff you know what I mean so it's 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 uh, um, um, so basically the easiest way I found to do it is to take um, some fabric and you roll it up and then you bind the fabric around with twine or wire or something like that and then you throw some mystery items in your pot with the boiling water and the fabric Um, now you can also just dye the fabric or you can lay leaves down on the fabric before you roll it up and then roll it up and you'll get leaf prints and things like that as the the dyes interact and the uh, ions metal ions and things like that interact with the um, the leaf the uh, pigments from the leaf and uh, the colors in the water now you can add uh, rusty uh, iron Um, or other like magnesium and and things like that and potassium and toss some of those things in there and I've done that with vitamins like I'll have a you know vitamin that has different elements in it and I'll just toss it in the pot and I'll maybe put in a a piece of rusty metal or something like that be careful when you're working with rusty metal you don't want to get cut tetanus and all beware beware but um, uh, it'll honestly even work without the rusty metal because I've done it and it and it does so you don't actually have to have that stuff but you can and I think that brings a different level to it um, you can also add a little bit of color to your water bath to give it a different look like if you you can use natural colors again like the purple cabbage or the beet juice or turmeric or onions or there's a whole host of things you can do or you can add artificial colors which still give beautiful results um you know it is nice to use the natural but remember we're not eating these items so um you can use other things that are um will give you magnificent results you can use writ dyes just put a little bit in and and watch to see how that changes everything black is an interesting color to add just a little bit and um it will add a lot of magic and emphasis to the borders of your leaves and things like that especially if you bind your a roll really tight um you can add um Oh, what's that stuff called? It's a mordant. 
Oh, I can't think of it. I think it starts with an A. Anybody? Bueller? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know that stuff? All right, I'll go look. I gotta, I gotta, no. Alum, 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 alum. It just came to me. Yeah, powdered alum. Uh, apparently it's a, it, it's a mordant. It helps fix the dye into the fabric better. So um, you can buy that online in powder form. I mean, one purchase will last you a long time. Uh, so if you, if you really enjoy the process, um, I would say try it without it first. If you really enjoy the process, then just go buy yourself some powdered alum and uh, you're off and running. And uh, I'll do that on a video so everybody can see, see what that looks like. But uh, it's an easy process. It's a messy process. Um, and you want to you know, make sure that you protect your kitchen or wherever you're doing it because you're going to splatter colors around and you don't want it to get onto things that you are protecting like surfaces and stuff like that. But yeah, so, um, you know, maybe the snuggly fall of it all, the chilliness and everything is a time, oh, like flannel, wouldn't that be a cool journal cover for fall? Oh, I mean, let's just think about it. Here you are in your flannel PJs sitting in front of a crackling fire and, uh, you know, maybe you're roasting marshmallows in your crackling fire. I mean, I don't know, that just sounds like heaven to me. Um, yeah, somebody, somebody let me flip through a journal while I'm eating marshmallows in front of my crackling fl- fire in my flannel pajamas. And my flannel pajamas will match my journal. Wouldn't that be the cutest picture ever? Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, journals are very texture rich if we take them in that direction. And that can really add a lot of fun. Um, you can add little fabric toppers to bookmarks or to uh, journal cards. That's really cool. And they can peek out of the top of your journal kind of uh, as a little intriguing little, hello, hello, I'm here. There's something coming that's really cool for you to find as you get to me in the journal page. You will discover the wonderfulness of me. I am a bookmark with a fabric topper and um, life is good. And um, I think there's something, there's beauty in the simplicity of the innocence of the journal with fabric. I mean, maybe it's not innocence. Maybe that's not the right word. But I, I think I'm, I'm, go, I'm flashing back to, hearkening back to my little house on the prairie days. I don't know why. I like to go there. It's my happy place, where life it was a simpler time. Life was pure and easy, and uh, you know they were sitting around at night, and um, you know when the sun went down, they only had candlelight, and you know um, I don't know if they were making journals, but I envision them. Uh, creating things with their hands and actually a lot of things were probably fabric at that time maybe they were making clothes mending clothes patching uh, old pieces of clothes together because you know fabric was hard to come by and you cherished what you had and uh, I think that's where the novelty or the intrigue of the patchwork quilt journal cover kind of tweaks a lot of us where we look at it and we think oh that's kind of nice and that just I don't know just makes you feel all quilty and snuggly and and like like somebody cared somebody took the time to patch these little pieces of fabric together 
And uh, so, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with uh, fabric in the craft room lately. And um, I've been making some bookmarks and some matchbooks. And, and you're going to see some of this coming through on the video soon. But it is it was just so much fun. I don't know. I just, you know, how we go through waves of things. And uh, I really try to follow my natural impulses and not try and force myself into, you know, like, okay, got to do this today. Um, yeah, yeah, don't do that to yourself. Have, have fun. I mean, the, the, the whole thing about this is it's supposed to be a fun, enjoyable experience for you. When it becomes work or becomes arduous or becomes um, a have to, it starts to lose its appeal. And I want you guys to have the appeal. Um, I, I want it to be this draw where you can't quite get enough of it. And you just, your little itchy feet can't wait to get you back into your craft area so that you can start making things again. And um, sometimes it's not even about what you're making. You're just gluing paper together and you really have no purpose for it, but it just feels good for some strange reason. I think it's kind of like that Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance, um, where it's just about the experience and not about the final product. It's just your brain is sorting itself out. Your brain is having a nice, relaxing, calming time. Um, it's also great um, alone time, and it's great social time. And uh, you can, uh, you know, invite a ton of people to do this with you. COVID protected. And you can also, it's it's justifiable reason to be alone. Hey, I'm in my craft room and I'm crafting. Don't bother me. Look, you give the family. And they understand. They just, they understand like, oh no, no, she's creating. It's okay. Just leave her be. And um, um, yeah, I, I think there's, there's different planes when you're crafting. There's the plane of creating when you're together. And then there's the plane, I mean, like where your mind is at, your, your, uh, I guess your thought plane um, is different when you're alone and it may be increased or decreased depending on you. Maybe you enjoy the energy of others and it, and it sparks your creativity or maybe you enjoy the solitude and the peace and the, the where the, the little following the little pathways of where your brain takes you when you're actually on your own and you're just having fun with your papers and maybe now you're inviting fabric into your world or you already have and you're having fun with it and maybe you want to take it to new places. Maybe you want to try colored fabric when you've always used neutrals. Maybe you want to try neutrals if you've always used colors. Um, maybe you want to try different textures. Maybe you want to go burlap. Oh, well, that's, that's really, uh, you know, you're, now you're wild. Now you're really going reckless abandon. Actually, um... There's a cool technique to put um, napkins, decoupage napkins onto pieces of burlap. I should, I should, I should do that in a video. Okay, okay, put that, write that down somewhere, Pam. Um, yeah, that was fun. I did a bunch of those and just, just saved them up and that was awesome because uh, then I had these little, um, they were just early clusters back then. I don't even think it had a name, but I, um, um, anyway, I'll, I'll show you. It's fun. And, uh, but there's just so many things you could do. I mean, uh, and never rule out a fabric. Sometimes you'll think, oh, no, this fabric won't wear. Oh, no, I, I don't like the pattern. You know, hang on. Just start to, um, dare I say, create your little stockpile. Because you never know what you're going to come, you're going to think about two weeks from now. And all of a sudden you'll think, huh, I should have saved that. Because now, now I see the purpose. Um, I should not have thrown out that shower curtain, that fabric shower curtain, because look at the yardage I've got there. It's huge. And uh, I could totally use that. Um, so something, something to think about. Hang on to those little pieces of fabric because they will uh, come in handy. And you got to remember you have them and, you, and they got to be visually, uh, they have to be in your eyesight. So when you're creating 
you don't have to pull everything out, but if you pull out a nice little handful or um, a couple of rolls or a couple of folds or something like that, so you can just see it. And then as you're creating, you can pull from it or you can pre-cut a bunch of things into usable sizes. Maybe you wanna do two by threes or four by fours or six by sixes, or maybe you wanna cut a bunch up into journal cover size um, for your average journal. Um, so you could like bulk make a bunch of things so it's easy grab and go. Sometimes it's, if you have a bolt of fabric or a lot of fabric, it's sort of cumbersome to go over there and snip a tiny piece off and then walk back. Um, you can go the other end of the spectrum like I did when, when you end up creating a lot of um, items and then you have a lot of scraps. Then I have like scrap bags of scrap fabrics and I have I have so many it's 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 silly but um, I use a clear Ziploc gallon bag so that I can see the little bits and bops and heroically heroically I uh, actually went through once and separated according to color and um, it's all mixed up now though that didn't last long uh, but that I thought was you know that is something that you can do and that way when you think oh I need a little splash of pink or I need a little neutral here or I need a little white there you can just reach into the scrap bag according to color and that's a that's a nice way to uh, divide it up but sometimes you need inspiration and you may want a few multicolor bags just for that purpose so you only need to pull out one bag but you've got all sorts of little bits and bops in there and I'm going to show you ways that you can use the tiniest bits and bops so you'll end up keeping every little piece of lint and you'll never throw it out and your house will be overwhelmed very soon um, <laughs> that's not the goal the goal is to use them and put them in journals and get them out there to the world or just enjoy them in your own journal collection uh, but try try new things with fabrics have fun with it um, try cutting them with different kinds of scissors so you can either do zigzag pinking shears or you can do scalloped edge or I'm sure there's other fancy scissors that you can cut with or you cut into shapes or you have those fancy machines um, that cut like the cry cut or, or whatever the other one is um, but you can cut into fancy shapes and uh, things like that I haven't done the fancy shape thing I do very basic shapes um, it's just easier for me but you can hand cut hearts and hand cut circles and hand cut squares and things like that and it's not that hard and uh, you can make little booklet covers and, and we can just uh, there's a lot of fun with fabric so I'm embrace your your fibers embrace your fibers <laughs> this is the granny talking embrace your fiber <laughs> and uh, have fun with some fabrics and uh, take them to new heights places you haven't been before just grab a pile and go rummage in your closet and find some fun so um, take care everybody have fun remember that fun can be simple and create with reckless abandon and remember if you're looking for any uh, links to either my Etsy shop or my Amazon store or my newsletter you can find them all below the video or somewhere on this news uh, podcast news podcast news podcast that's funny um, on this podcast um, page but um, yeah there's lots of links for you there to click to if you're looking for stuff and you're welcome I love reading your comments thank you so much um, for your comments I love interacting with you guys and I just feel like we're a great big happy community of uh, paper loving book making folk yeah that's who we are and uh, we're, we're creative and we're adventurous and we're having fun so take care everyone love talking with you and I look forward to our next one bye bye